0: Thank you so much for having me here today. I see many familiar faces, um, having grown up in the area. For those who don't know, my maiden name is Boonstoppel, so I am David's sister and Lisa's sister. I grew up just uh, down the road on the baseline, and uh, I'm delighted to be here. My family and I have been in Kitchener for about, oh, almost 10 years now. Um, Before that, we were in Chatham, and before that, we were here, so... Um, I'm here to talk about Ray of Hope, where I've been the CEO since August of 2018. Ray of Hope's mission is to demonstrate the love of Christ by investing in people, inspiring hope, and transforming life. At Ray of Hope, we envision a community where all people are empowered to experience hope, connection, and positive change. We will accomplish this by providing a safe and supportive environment where strength-based, and trauma-informed services are provided for all. This is achieved by partnering with the people we support, our community, churches such as yourselves, and government agencies. Ray of Hope offers a variety of programs and supports in our community. We have youth justice programs, including secure custody, reintegration support, and alternative education for those who are not successful in the regular school system. Here, we provide support and safety for youth who have been sentenced by an Ontario judge. We also have a youth addiction program where we have community-based treatment, day treatment, and a residential treatment program for youth who are struggling with issues of addictions. Our youth employment program teaches practical skills and positive work habits to young people who have had difficulty maintaining full-time employment. The goal is to improve the skills and confidence of youth who are experiencing significant barriers to employment using a holistic approach, including career and technical skills development and workplace coaching. Ray of Hope also employs two full-time chaplains who lead, facilitate, and oversee chaplaincy services, providing Bible studies, pastoral counsel, discipleship, and prayer with those with those and for those we work with and serve I think Ray of Hope though is most known for the community center program and I know that some of you here have been part of our meal teams in the center the community center provides support to those who are experiencing homelessness who are precariously housed who are living in poverty and we're open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. through the week at the community center we also offer a marketplace food hamper program chapel program personal care supports where guests have access to showers laundry foot care community nursing and the biggest program we have is our meal program we now offer breakfast and lunch but at supper time we provide meals prepared by volunteer meal times 365 days a year for up to 300 guests every single day just to give you a picture of how many people access our community center in a year we served over 70,500 meals last year. Over 800 people accessed the marketplace each month. One-third of these were children. And our drop-in program that is open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. averages 80 people per day, not including those who come for meals. And guests did over 1,700 loads of laundry and had over 5,000 showers last year we do offer a variety of programs to support those who are experiencing homelessness or who precariously housed and we know that financial poverty is not the only poverty that our guests face nationally and internationally there is a growing recognition that poverty involves more than just income deprivation (coughs) excuse me it can also extend to or result from exclusion from essential goods and services meaningful employment and decent earnings adequate and affordable housing safe neighborhoods health and well-being social networks and basic human rights 235,000 Canadians experience homelessness in every year but these numbers don't always count the hidden homeless often known as people who are couch surfing that describes people who are staying with relatives friends neighbors or even strangers they meet because they have no other option this population is considered to be hidden because they usually do not have access homeless supports and services even though they are improperly or inadequately housed in Huron county the number of hidden homeless is a lot larger than the number of visible homeless people the thing is when people talk about the homeless, it's often in terms of numbers and statistics like the ones I mentioned before. But the issue really hits home when you meet the people. Let me introduce you to Paul. At 43, Paul has been homeless for six years, ever since he lost his job framing houses. Paul had a work injury and also suffers from depression. What's remarkable about Paul is that if you passed him on the street, you probably wouldn't realize he's homeless. He doesn't fit the stereotypical image of a homeless person many people imagine when they read statistics and see advertisements or TV shows about the problem in Canada. It's not just the people you see on the street, says Paul. We're everywhere now. The vast majority don't look like they're homeless. It's people who have fallen on hard times, got divorced, lost their jobs, got a work injury, he says. Paul says not having a place to call his own takes a tremendous toll on his mind. You have no hopes and dreams left anymore. You have nothing to do, he says. You have no nothing, he says. People think you are nothing, and so you end up thinking you are nothing you just eventually end up fading and fading away slowly. And now let's meet Joanne. Joanne is a single mother with a young son, Drew. When she lost her job as a nurse, Joanne had no money to pay for childcare and no family nearby to help her with child care. She refused to give up her son to foster care, and this meant that they were forced to live in the shelter until he was old enough to go to school for a few hours every day. Even when Joanne found a job, it wasn't enough to get out of rock bottom. After years of being on the waiting list, they finally got a subsidized apartment. It still took Joanne's entire paycheck to pay for rent, utilities, and other necessities. They couldn't always afford food. So Joanne and Drew come to Ray of Hope for a meal and to use the marketplace to help them get by. Understanding the people we support allows us to empower people to experience hope, connection, and positive change. Using a trauma-informed model, we acknowledge that it is unacceptable that people might flee abuse or trauma at home and then encounter it again in shelters or services, sometimes unknowingly perpetrated by service providers. Homelessness can create vulnerability, and individuals can be re-traumatized by staff and functions if we are not aware. To provide effective services, we need to understand the life situations that may be contributing to this person's current situation. People who have experienced traumatic life events are often very sensitive to situations that remind them of the people, places, or things involved in their traumatic event. These reminders, also known as triggers, may cause a person to relive the trauma and view organizations and programs as a source of distress and not as a healing and welcoming environment. We we might unintentionally cause harm by practices, policies, and activities that are insensitive to the needs of the people we support. Understanding trauma also means recognizing that our own personal traumatic experiences or the stress associated with working in human services may impact our emotional and physical well-being, as well as our work success and satisfaction. It is incredibly easy to cast judgment on people we walk by on the street, and assume they are living the way they do for a particular reason, which we know nothing about. It's not about us and them. It's about all of us. When we see people who are visibly homeless, it is a common occurrence to give a wide berth to someone who is asking for money. We distractedly step over or around people sleeping on the sidewalk like they're nothing more than garbage on the street. We need to see people as individuals first and their circumstances second. We get into trouble when we start labeling people and seeing only the label. Our fears and our ignorance get the better of us, and then we treat those on the street as less than human beings. In so many areas, we are already making positive changes in how we assist and support individuals and families. However, resolving such a large and complicated issue such as poverty and homelessness is something that will take an effort on all of our parts. We are all in this together, and everyone has a role to play. Addressing the diverse needs of those in our community takes each one of us It costs more to ignore our housing problem than it would to fix it. While we will always need emergency services to help those in crisis, over time, these short-term responses have become the standard method for managing homelessness in the long term. New research, innovation, and best practices have propelled our thinking to make the goal of ending homelessness realistic. However, we are still missing an important piece— preventing homelessness in the first place. Together we can end the homelessness crisis by stabilizing people through shelter, moving them into permanent housing, and implementing assistance programs to keep them in their housing. We can not only reduce, but eliminate homelessness. This seems a pretty lofty goal, but there are many ways that we all can live our lives that will support individuals experiencing homelessness or experiencing poverty and play a role in our community. We need to change our perspectives and live by Christ's example. Instead of considering people experiencing poverty or homelessness as a project to help, let's view them as people we need to love and respect. Individual people, each with unique experiences and challenges, require an individualized response. Responding to these issues is not just about providing housing. It requires relationship and trust building and often means addressing complex issues, including past traumas, mental illness, and addictions. We can all do this, and one of the biggest steps forward to improve the way we treat others is changing the way we see people. This costs us nothing except to follow the call to demonstrate the love of Christ to all. Here are a few ideas to consider. Change your language from homeless person to person experiencing homeless to a person living in poverty. We remind ourselves that people who are in such situations are people first, just people who are going through a difficult period in their lives be a mythbuster become informed and don't perpetuate false claims there's a great deal of stigma and misinformation surrounding the topic of homelessness and poverty awareness opens minds and education changes hearts there is a stereotype about people experiencing homelessness or poverty that they must have done something wrong to deserve their fate like they're criminals or they were they have they're addicted to drugs or they're alcoholics while it's true in some cases such instances are only a fraction of what homelessness and poverty actually looks like remember that homelessness doesn't always mean living on the streets also remember homelessness doesn't equal uneducated Let me introduce you to Tom. Tom is 27. Tom has a PhD in something mathematical, and I can't exactly remember what it was. Something way beyond my uh, knowledge of understanding. Tom also suffers from mental health issues. Tom is visibly homeless. Tom likes to set up a tent wherever he can, and the one thing he always carries with him are his textbooks from his education program. When speaking with Tom, once you can get through some of the muddle, you hear the intelligence. He talks openly about his education, but his mental health issues have overpowered the other parts of his life. Tom is well educated. There just isn't one reason why someone may end up being homeless or living in poverty. It might make us feel better if we can pinpoint the reason someone ends up struggling with these issues. Like I said, maybe they take drugs or mental health or criminal activities, because then you think that by avoiding those things, you're safe there are many complexities to people who experience homelessness and there is no one-size-fits-all solution there are many factors which can put an individual at risk for being homeless and again every situation is unique we need to commit to improving the quality of life for all people including those facing multiple barriers so they may live independently and with dignity The truth is that sometimes people make bad decisions. And whether or not bad decisions end up in homelessness has a lot to do with privilege and luck and our support network. Everyone is vulnerable. There but for the grace of God go I, or you. Let's meet Julie. Julie has a full-time job. Julie is not, does not have a home. Julie lives in her car. Julie got a parking ticket, and then another parking ticket, and then another parking ticket. Julie can't afford to pay for her parking tickets, so her car has been towed and impounded. Julie can't afford to pay the impound fees. Julie is now homeless and has lost her job because she can't drive to work not all homeless people are jobless people thanks to the high cost of living and low low wages it is possible for someone to have a job and yet not be able to afford houses especially in the last few years i know rental income property even in here county has skyrocketed in kitchener a bachelor apartment is going for twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars what if you have a child or three children what if there's multiple families that's the case we know people who come for meals and they live in a two-bedroom apartment and there's four families living in one situation it's a difficult difficult world out there one interesting thing about people experiencing homelessness or poverty is that they have their own code If we learn one thing really fast working where we do that if no one is going to look out for you They learn to band together with other people and they protect one another. They look out for one another. They help one another When the pandemic hit I guess it's two years almost now um, We had people who knew others who were visibly homeless or couch-surfing that couldn't come for their meals So they would take meals for them and bring them. Other people living in the same situation, helping their fellow man. When you're homeless, one tiny mistake can quickly become a massive problem, just like the story of Julie with her car. One tiny mistake can spiral into a life-ending problem. We need to understand that homelessness and poverty can kill I can't tell you how many people I see that die from lack of simple medical care or mental health care or addiction treatment. The number of overdoses is on the rise, and it is huge. And it's simple medical care. We think, well, why wouldn't they just go to a or go to a clinic? But there is a stigma attached a cut, a broken bone, or even an illness left untreated can become deadly very quickly. Dental problems are one of the worst problems facing people who experience homelessness. When you think of everything you need to be healthy, a dentist isn't usually the first thing that you may think of. But your teeth are an essential part of survival. Unfortunately, when you're experiencing homelessness or poverty... Simply taking good care of your teeth is very tough, much less getting dental care like root canals or crowns or even fillings filled if you don't have any type of benefits. Lack of access to toothbrushes, floss, clean water. Many people are dealing constantly with rotting and painful teeth. And when your teeth hurt, everything is harder. The other really big problem for people experiencing homelessness is their feet. And the number one requested item that we get at Ray of Hope is clean socks. Because if your feet are warm and dry, the rest of you often stays warm and dry. So when I mentioned laundry before, we often have people washing and drying their socks and their shoes first, and they'll worry about the other things later. It's the little things that make such a difference. Another thing to think about is that looking homeless is often worse than actually being homeless. These are all things that I got from talking with the people that we support at Ray of Hope. Someone said, if you look and smell like you're homeless, everyone automatically assumes the worst about you, and it becomes that much harder to find a job or an apartment or get medical care. Also, security guards or police officers might see you as a problem or potential criminal because of the way you look. That's a generalization. I'm not saying all people are like that. Being clean can make the difference to being allowed to sit for a few hours nursing a coffee in a warm fast food restaurant and getting kicked out as soon as you walk in. And the part of hope that I like is that most people understand that if they're experiencing homelessness, it doesn't have to be a life sentence. Escaping this once you're trapped is incredibly difficult, and resources to help are underfunded and underserved. But whatever you do, don't let this stop you from supporting people. Most people experiencing homelessness want to get off the street, and the sobering fact is that none of us are immune to this risk. There are a couple of people who choose to live on the street, but we know that there, that is because of reasons that they often can't articulate but usually have to do with being traumatized in the system or some mental health issues. This pandemic also has certainly impacted a lot of people in different ways, including the need to access food or financial supports that they may not have needed before. Whereas we've seen in this third wave especially, people could get through the first wave or the second wave. People could help them and support them. But the third wave, we've seen a dramatic increase in the people needing food supports um, and other supports due to the pandemic. So another way you can help is to become an advocate, to help lessen the stigma around homelessness. I've given you a few ideas of things to think about, a few myths to bust when, when you're having those conversations, but be an advocate. Follow your local politics. in County has a really great document that came out in 2020 called Accessing supports for people experiencing homelessness. You can find it on the County of Huron website. It's got some amazing information about what's happening in Huron County. Involve the media. Call or write to inform them of your concern. Write editorials when important issues related to homelessness arise in your community. And be kind. Kindness costs us nothing. Always be kind. When you see a person who you think is experiencing homelessness who is out on the street, smile and say hello. It's a simple gesture that reminds someone that they are human, they're not invisible. Most people will be glad simply to be acknowledged. By learning to understand the needs and requirements of those experiencing poverty and homelessness, we can empower them to overcome the adversities of life. By understanding their wants, desires, and thoughts, without diminishing their dignity, and helping them achieve those wants in a respectable manner, we are being respectful and understanding. This would make such a huge difference in their lives. Give them the same respect and courtesy you would accord your friends and family members. Respond with a kind word and a smile. And of course, one of the most important things we can do is pray. We know the power of prayer. Pray for those experiencing issues of poverty homelessness, addictions, and violence. Pray for those people who provide supports and services. Pray for our local, provincial, and federal politicians. Pray for yourself, that you will live and give and think differently. It is our responsibility to work together to find and support solutions. Now, these are just some suggestions. The possibilities are endless. Whatever we do, we serve God. When we serve those who do not have adequate housing, we serve God. And when we serve others, the focus shifts from self to selfless. Jesus himself said, Whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. We all have the ability to change lives and transform our communities. As we think about what we are doing, Is my prayer that after today, you may have heard some new ideas for you to demonstrate the love of Christ, to give differently, and to live differently. Everybody has a name, and everybody has a story. What will your story of giving and living be? Thank you.